How to enjoy long life and success. Hello, my wonderful friends. Joseph Helen here, bringing you another episode in this season on grace. I've been teaching for the last couple of weeks on different types of grace. And this is going to be the eighth episode on this season on grace. And I'm talking about Yatab Grace, Y-A-T-A-B, Yatab Grace. Remember, as I've told you in the last episode, grace is God's power to get things done. When God wants to do something on the face of the earth, and when he wants to use his children, he uses grace to do those things. But we need to know the different types of grace and their functions so that we may benefit by their rich resources. So here we are talking about grace that enables you to enjoy long life and success. And it's called Yatab Grace. So God has released his grace upon all flesh. Every single person on the face of the earth has grace. So sometimes Christians ask, why is it that those who are not Christians succeed in certain areas? Why is it that somebody's not saved and their marriage seems to be working quite well? Why is it that somebody is not a Christian, yet their business is flourishing? Why is it that somebody is not a Christian and they're 102 years old and they still look strong and robust and they're going, they just, they just keep going. They don't seem to be slowing down. Why is that? Why is it that Christians don't seem to have some of these benefits? Now, the answer is simple. The answer is found in Titus 2 verse 11. And the Bible says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. All men have grace. Now, whether they're going to confess Jesus the Lord and Savior, thereby getting the person of the Christ or not is up to them. But most of them, apply the principles of the Christ. How did you get that? Now, the grace of God contains the principles of Christianity, and all those principles are principles of longevity, uh, success, prosperity, victory, peace, joy, deliverance, and all the things that Christians need. Now, most Christians just have the person of the Christ. They have Jesus as the Lord and Savior, but they haven't yet learned to activate the principles of the Christ, the principles of Jesus, as the one that desires for us to be successful here on earth. God has a blueprint for your life, and that blueprint is in his word. And this is what I'm helping unravel here when I teach about the different graces of God, because God operates by his grace. If he wants to prosper you, he'll use his grace to do so. If he wants to give you peace, he'll use his grace to do so. If he wants to save your soul, he'll use his grace to do so. So a lot of Christians have the saving grace. And they're enjoying tremendously the fact that they're saved. They're born from above. But they haven't yet learned to activate the person and the principles. They have the person alone without the principles or in a case where they have the principles, they only have a few principles. So I'm here to help you unlock the principles as long as the benefit of the person. And your tab grace is one such grace that will enable you to enjoy the principles of Christ or the principles of the Christian faith so that not only will you be a child of God saved, 
a new creature, but you'll also be successful in every other thing that you do on the face of the earth. Now, please appreciate the fact that it's God's will and in, it's his wisdom to have you here on the face of the earth. He wants you to be on the face of the earth. It's the devil that wants to kill you to get you out of the face of the earth. God wants you to be on the face of the earth. He wants every single thing that he owns to be ruled, dominated by and controlled by you while you're on the face of the earth. That's why it's important for you to succeed in every single thing that pertains to the life of a human being who is a child of God here on the earth. So don't say, oh, we'll only concentrate on spiritual things because this world is coming to an end and all that. Before it comes to an end, there are certain things God wants you to establish. For example, the Bible says in Luke chapter 16, talks about uh, a certain nobleman giving certain pounds to his servants. And having given them pounds, he told them, occupy until I return. And this talks about Jesus Christ who gives us different abilities and things that we need to do. And he says, occupy until I return. And the word occupy is pragmatumai, and it means to do business. You know, the business of a lawyer, the business of a banker, the business of an industrialist, the business of a manufacturer, the business of uh, an agriculturalist, the business of a creator, especially the creative arts and things like that. He says, do that business until I return. He wants you to do that business. God hasn't called everybody to quit their jobs and start preaching. No, he's called people into their various fields and various areas of anointing. So that if I'm called to preach the gospel by standing behind the pulpit, declaring the message of salvation, then that's my grace and that's my calling, that's my anointing. But there's someone else who God has called to manufacture, to devise the equipment that I'll use to propagate the same gospel. That's their calling. Another one has been called to plant the foodstuffs that we need so that there's farm produce that we can cook and eat. Another one has been called to give us transport, a means of communication that helps us move from one place to another. Another one has been given the ability to write or to publish books or to record these things. For example, I'm now using Anchor to record this thing, this wonderful episode for you. See, somebody was given that skill to come up with a podcast, okay? People usually got used to broadcasts until the Apple guys came up with an iPod and then later invented podcasting. And that's so useful now. We're all listening to podcasts as a result of that invention. And that's a calling from God. So these people who invented these things applied the principles of Christianity. And that's why they got the wisdom of God to manufacture or to invent or to come up with some of these amazing inventions, witty inventions, the Bible calls them. Now, that's one in Proverbs 8 verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and I find out knowledge of witty inventions. Okay. Now, these guys who do or come up with witty inventions apply the principles of Christianity. But sometimes you'll find the majority of them not knowing the person of the Christ. So with the principles of Christianity, you can gain the whole world and still lose your soul. And the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose their soul? 
So this is why we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that anyone who has the principles, and some of these principles are found in universities, you know, somebody can teach you, somebody can train you, you can be mentored by someone into principles. But you also need to be mentored, taught, trained, and led to the person whose name is Jesus. And God wants both for us. He wants the principles and he wants the person, not one without the other. He wants both for us. So these guys who invent things have applied those principles and that's why they are successful in those areas, whereas Christians aren't. So now let me talk about your tab favor or your tab grace and its benefit for you. So if you want to live long and you want to do well, then you need to know about your tab grace. This is the grace that Abraham enjoyed when he was in Egypt, though he was afraid of being killed by the king on account of his wife's beauty. That's very, very concern of him being killed on account of the beauty of his wife brought him much riches and his marriage was actually restored without any form of injury or damages. Okay, So he got lots of riches and left Egypt a great man. Now that should be a lot as well. Wherever you go, when this grace called Yatab is activated in your life, this is what you should be enjoying. Genesis 12 verse 13 says, Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me. The word well with me there, well with me, well with me is Yatab. That it may be well with me, or that it may be Yatab with me, for your sake, and my soul shall live because of you. So when you go to places where sometimes your faith might endanger you, and sometimes your career might endanger you, maybe you're a police officer, or maybe you are in espionage, yeah, you're in some forensic investigative thing, and that can endanger your life, your tab favor will secure you. Because not only will you be rescued from any form of impending or intended danger, you will also be rewarded and you'll find yourself being given safe passage back to your home country. So your tab grace enables you to operate this way. This is what helped Abraham when he was about to be killed as a result of his wife. He had to say the wife was his sister for his life to be saved. And that's why he asked that he may enjoy a tab favor if Sarah were to say, look, he's my brother. Okay? So Abraham was treated very well by Pharaoh because as a man of faith, he was cognizant of this grace. If you look at Genesis 12, verse 16, the Bible says, and he entreated, the word entreated, there's Yatab. So he Yatabed Abraham well for her sake. So he gave Abraham favor for Sarah's sake. This is longevity, long life, success, long life, prosperity, for you to do well, for things to go well with you. Okay? Yatab is what enables you to enjoy a long life, it enables you to have good success, it enables you to enjoy things when especially things going well for you. Okay? Long life, good success, and things going well for you. Okay? And this is what Abraham enjoyed in a very precarious situation. That was a very tricky situation for Abraham because they could have killed him anyway. <laughs> you know? What if somebody whispered to the king, this guy, this, this is the guy's wife, prematurely, and the king would have said, oh, take him out so that I can have the wife for myself. And that's what kings of old used to do. If they wanted somebody's wife, they just took the wife and killed the person. Remember David killing Ryan, taking 
Bathsheba. Kings used to do such things. But God doesn't want people to act like that. So God protected Abraham because he had this Yatab favor. Now, if you look at the, the life of David, he had a career as a musician. And that career was highly boosted by this grace because he also operated under Yatab grace. He ended up in King Saul's palace playing his harp. And he ended up with a very successful gig life. You see, he played his harp before King Saul and the Bible says King Saul really loved him and favored him. Of course things turned negative later but he already had got the experience he needed because he needed to learn how the kingdom of Israel is run from the king himself. Remember King Saul was the first king of Israel before the Israelites were led by judges and Samuel was the last judge and Saul, King Saul, was the first king of Israel. As a result, David learned from the first king, the one who had the blueprint and who knew everything about how the nation of Israel ought to be learned. As a result of Yatab grace, he enjoyed the benefit of being very close to the top leader of the country. Of course, later, 13 years later, he would become the king of Israel, the best king that Israel ever had. Okay, so his career was boosted tremendously and he became a great man. He also got the advantage of mentorship and apprenticeship in the hands of the king of Israel. Okay, so 1 Samuel 16 verse 17 says, And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. So the word play well, there's yatab. Provide me a man that has the grace of yatab. Things go well for him. He has good success. He lives long. He doesn't die too soon. Okay? And he's prosperous and successful. A person who has those qualities, that's the one King Saul was looking for. And they brought him David. Okay? Now, this grace is found in the jungle as well. You know, the natural things that we see on the face of the earth depict spiritual things. So if you look at nature, you will learn a lot about spiritual matters. I've taught about this many times. Now, if you look at the lion, the lion has yatab, and the lion is also likened to a king. Now, let's look at the book of Proverbs chapter 30, verse 29 to 31. Proverbs 30, 29 to 31, it says, there be three things which go well. The word go well, there's yatab. Things go well with them. They even naturally, physically, they move well. There is a way they locomote. They, uh, there's a way they transport themselves. They look well and they move well and it goes well with them. And remember, your tab favor comes to you and it activates long life, riches, and it makes things to go well for you. It shall be well for you. You end up with good success. Okay? And so the Bible says, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 20 verse, Proverbs 30, pardon me, Proverbs 30 verse 29 to 31, the Bible says, there be three things which go well, and the word go well is yatab. Yeah, four are comely in going. A lion, who is strongest among beasts and does not turn away from any, a greyhound, and a he-goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising up. To so see all these, a lion, um, who is the strongest amongst all animals, a greyhound, and a he-goat, and then a king. These four 
have prophetic meanings, but I don't want to go into those details because I want to explain your tap favor more than anything else. So I want to just concentrate on the king and the lion because the lion stands for authority, dominion, strength, power, rulership, kingship, and a king, of course, you know who a king is. And the Bible says the two use your tab favor. That's why they are so strong, so powerful. That's why their things go well. Okay. Now this grace will make your loved one pleased with you in marriage. You'll also be considered for high positions above your contemporaries. If you look at the book of Esther 2 verse 4, the Bible says, and let the maiden which pleaseth the king, the word pleaseth there is Yatab, let the maiden which Yatabs the king be queen instead of Vashti. And the thing pleased the king, it Yatabbed the king again, the word Yatab is used in the place of pleased there, and the thing pleased the king, or the thing Yatabbed the king, and he did so. You see, so uh, Esther replaced Vashti because Vashti did not have Yatab grace. If she had it, she neglected it and abused it. Remember, you lose what you don't use. You can also lose what you abuse. Okay, so Vashti did not activate. Neither did she use this gift because it's also the gift of honor. The Bible says, honor your father and mother shall be well with you. That's your tab right there. Things being well with you. And this one refused to honor the king, so things didn't go well with her. If you dishonor people, you deactivate this grace. If you honor people and you're respectful, you activate this grace. Okay, so when you defend, protect, and honor God's servants, this grace will begin to work for you. The Hebrew midwives who safeguarded the Israelites' women as they gave birth, even though Pharaoh had ordered that they kill every male child, got favored by God himself. As a result, God gave them houses and blessed them exceedingly. Let's look at Exodus 1 verse 20 to 21. Therefore, God dealt well. The word dealt well, there's yatab. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. Look at that. Verse 21 of Exodus 1. And it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. They, were, they became people of renown. They were given houses. To be given a house in Israel meant that you are a household name. You are a big person in the nation of Israel. So these women who are nurses and their work was specifically to be that of midwifery, listened to the commandments of God. They honored God and they honored the nation of Israel. And instead of killing the male children of the Hebrew women, they hid them, they defended them, and God protected them, God gave them houses. That's also your portion. When you honor, protect God, safeguard, and treat well, those that God has anointed, even if you don't necessarily agree with them, okay? Now, Boaz got a wonderful wife as a result of this grace. So your awareness of this grace will sort out your marriage, I promise you. It will also sort out your married desires. In Ruth 3, verse 7, the Bible says, And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, the word merry there is yatab, his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, and she came softly and uncovered his feet 
and laid her down. This is Ruth. She followed the way of getting married those days. In those days, if you knew in your heart that a certain gentleman was going to be a husband, you waited until harvest because during harvest they slept in tents in the field and you'd go to the field and work there. And then in the evening, you would open the, uh, the end of the cover. You know the way you cover yourself in a duvet? Now, in those days, they would cover themselves in large sheets. And then you open, you open at the feet of that man and you lie there. It's not sleeping with a guy, no. Just opening that cover and you cover yourself at their feet. And when the man turns and feels like there's somebody there, he would automatically know that, oh, there is somebody who has studied the law and who studied what ought to happen in my life and is giving me the indication that they're ready for marriage. That's what used to be done those days. So Ruth did that. Of course, it's not done nowadays like that. That's many, many years ago, okay? Remember, knowledge is increasing. Revelation is increasing. Our behavior and culture and character is also changing. We are becoming better and better in the things that we ought to do. So Ruth, Ruth got the best husband because she had this yatab. She had this grace. And Boaz had this grace too. It went well for him because he had yatab grace. Okay, So Ruth knew that this grace would make her the wife of the richest guy in town. So she boldly obeyed her mother-in-law's instructions and she got the man. Remember, it's her mother who'd sent her. It's her mother-in-law who told her exactly what she ought to do. The mother-in-law said, dress up in this particular way and then do the following. Open up the cover of the great man in his tent and lie down there quietly. And he will notice you and he will do the work of a kinsman's redeemer and stuff like that. She listened to the mother-in-law. She listened to authority. She listened to her parent because her mother-in-law was like her parent. Naomi was her name. And you see, this grace comes upon anyone who listens to authority, who is submitted to authority, who is willing to take instructions from their leaders. This grace is activated that way through honor, through submission, okay? And Ruth did that and got the best man in town. But this grace will make you achieve what your fathers couldn't achieve. It makes you realize the real calling of your family tree. Now, there was a guy called Nehemiah and he worked for King Ahasuerus. And one time he was very sad and King Ahasuerus thought, why is this man sad? Because he was the cupbearer for the king and a cupbearer needed to be happy all the time. Otherwise, the king would think maybe he's taken poison because cupbearers would taste the drink before the king drinks it. So they would take a drink and they would sip it and then stay on for a while as the king is observing them. And if nothing wrong happened to them, they didn't go faint, they didn't drop dead and all that. The king knew that the drink was safe. What's, what a risky job that was. Okay, but anyway, that's the job that Nehemiah used to do. And this particular day, he was very sad. So the king thought, oh, somebody has tried to poison me. That's why this guy's looking like that. But then as the king inquired more, the king said, oh, no, this is actually sorrow of the heart. This is not sorrow that comes because of poisoned food. So he said, tell me, why is your heart sorrowful? Because I've never seen you like this in my presence. And Nehemiah said, the walls of the city of my fathers are broken down and burnt with fire. And the temple is messed up. And I need to go back and repair those breaches. You see, this guy, because he was always responsible and honorable towards the king, was favored. He was given your tab favor. See how beautiful this is. Yeah. So 
in Nehemiah 2 verse 5, the Bible says, And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if your servant have found favor, the word is your tab there, if your servant have found your tab in your sight, that you would send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchers, that I may build it. You see, so Nehemiah found this grace and was funded by King Ahasuerus. He rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem and restored that civilization. Think about that. So skill in any field of life is as a result of this grace. David used it in his worship music. David used Yatab skill in his worship music. If you read Psalm 33 verse 3, it says, Sing unto him a new song and play skillfully with a loud noise. The word skillfully, there is Yatab. Play skillfully with a loud noise. So this grace will also bring you healing. It builds emotional strength. Proverbs 17 verse 22 says, A merry heart doth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Now, a merry heart doth good. The word good is yatab. So if your heart is merry, you will activate your tab as well. So now listen, when you respect authority, when you're under instructions, okay, when you honor those that God has sent you way to help you, and when you show them respect and love and care, when you defend God's people and care for them, protecting them rather than tearing them down, and when you're a person whose heart is cheerful, you will get medicine. Your tub will operate in you. A cheerful heart, a merry heart, does good. The word good is your tub, and it's like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You see, when you're sad and fallen and depressed, you're going to end up with arthritis, which is really an aspect of the drying of the fluids in your joints. So be merry, be happy, okay? Celebrate, rejoice, be a happy person, all right? So when you own authorities that God brings your way, your tab will manifest evidently in your life. So start with your parents, then to your spiritual leaders, then to any other authority in your life, okay? When you respect authority, that means you don't want anarchy. You want things to run the right way. When you respect authority, you know what happens? This grace is given to you. So Deuteronomy 5 verse 16 says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you. Your tab there. It's going well. It's your tab. That it may go well with you. That it may your tab with you. In the land which the Lord your God gives to you. Wow. If you are listening to me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to give your life to him. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. I'm born from above. Glory to God. Please share this widely with your friends. Favorite it. Okay. And subscribe as well. I look forward to seeing you next time. I need to give you yet a few more of these graces to change your life and to transform you completely. I love you so very much. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.